the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 15. A very familiar passage, but hopefully we'll learn some more truths from the Lord based upon it today. And it says in Genesis 2.15, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper, comfortable to him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now the serpent was more cunning, we're going to verse chapter three, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. And then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, the woman whom you gave to me to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. 
And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it, you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living I wanted to read the entire passage today because I felt like it gives us a good context for the beginning between uh, of, of all human beings, a man and a woman. And this is Mother's Day. And may God bless his word as we have it read into our hearts today. God had a purpose for us. He starts with a man. Now, God uh, is amazing because in God's creation and how he interacts with these people, he does so in a way that is miraculous. You know, God has all power. There's nothing he doesn't know. So if you think about it, how can God do anything that he could ever surprise himself with? And yet we read about Jesus in the Bible that when the centurion uh, came to him to ask for his servant to be healed. The centurion was not even a Jewish man, but the centurion said to the Lord, my servant is sick, would you please heal him? And Jesus was getting ready to go to the man's house. But the man said, no, I'm not worthy that you come to my house. I know that all you have to say is the word and my servant shall be healed because I'm a man of authority and I'm a man under authority. If I say to one man, do this, he does this. And if someone tells me something to do, I do it. So you just say the word and my servant will be healed. The Bible says Jesus was surprised at this man's faith. He said, I have not seen this faith anywhere in Israel. Now, Jesus is God and yet, because God has this amazing ability to self-limit, to create a situation in himself where he can appreciate the, the wonderful surprises of life that he has created. He can enjoy things like we enjoy things. And I think that something like that was going on here. Because when it talks about the Lord walking, I think that was the Lord Jesus Christ who was walking in the garden re and relating to Adam as a human being and relating to Eve as a human being. Now, God put them in this garden and, and he brought to Adam all kinds of the creatures he had made. And uh, Adam was the one responsible for naming these animals. God gave that privilege to Adam. Now, Adam did a good job naming the animals, but none of those animals was worthy of being his companion. They were just not the same at all. And so God decided that, you know what? I'm not gonna let Adam be alone. I'm going to give him a helpmeet, 
So he takes one of his ribs and then he surprises Adam with a woman who is his mate. And they are both equal and different at the same time. And God has provided for him in this beautiful passage such a celebration. So Adam was so happy, he says, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And that's what that word means, to be taken out of man. She was the only woman that literally came out of a man. The rest of all humanity came out of a woman. And uh, we all owe our existence on earth because there was a mother for each one of us. And that's how important mothers are. Now, you need to know the background a little bit because you know that this story, this perfect place where they were living, you know there's about to be a villain who's gonna show up. And the villain, of course, is the devil. Now the devil, uh, he was originally an angel of light. He is probably may have been one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful angel ever created. Uh, but his pride lifted him up. And that pride got him to the point to where he thought he could outdo God himself. And he led a rebellion and God kicked out a third of the angels out of heaven, including Satan. What happens is, is that he gets kicked to the earth and then who does God put in charge of the earth? Adam. Adam, the Bible says man is made a little lower than the angels. Can you imagine the insult that the devil felt that he is stuck on earth and here is a creature less than himself who he has to report to, who is in, he, who's in charge of him really. If Adam had chosen to, he could have dealt with the serpent at his will. He could have, could have punished Satan. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending upon how you look at it, we know what happens. We know that the devil is a trickster. He goes in and he tries to see, well, I think Eve is a little weaker maybe than Adam, so I'm going to go after her first. And he succeeds in persuading Eve to go the wrong way. And then, of course, Adam also makes the wrong decision. We learn in the passage of the fall that Eve saw the fruit, that it was good for food, is pleasing to the eye, and it would make her wise. And we also know, if you've ever studied that before, that those are the three basic temptations we face every day. If they are the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I mean, literally, you have physical temptations. Every one of us do. We all are just like Eve and Adam here. And we have uh, temptations of our soul where it is pleasing to the eye. You know, how many of us are, make wrong decisions because we go by and we see the wrong window displaying the, the thing we don't need, but boy, it really looks good. We want to get it. It's pleasing to the eye, you know. We got to get what we see. We're all kind of like that. But it's also, he says, makes one wise. That is a spiritual sin, the sin of pride. It's like 
oh, I can be up here above everyone else. Those three sins are not equal either because clearly pride is a far greater sin than the sin of, let's just say somebody just happens to be, uh, has some weakness somewhere. Uh, I like to eat a little bit too much or something like that. They're not the same, but they all have relative and they increase in their, uh, their consequences. And of course, the devil's sin was pride, so pride comes before the fall, the Bible says. So we all now, because Eve and Adam sinned, we all inherit that same nature. We're fighting those battles ourselves. And, and yet, God made something good out of a bad situation. Now remember, the devil thought that all he had to do was trip up Adam and Eve and then he could be in charge. And he was right temporarily. That's why on earth, so many bad things happen. Because as long as we are in Adam and we are living according to Adam's nature, then we are going to be under the authority of the devil through this world. It's so sad, isn't it, that the insurance companies have a phrase, act of God, that they put in for, let's say, a tornado or a storm. But there's nowhere I've ever seen where they've ever proved that God is the culprit for those tornadoes. You know, maybe it was the devil behind those tornadoes. When Jesus rebuked the wind on the sea, I don't think he was rebuking God. He was rebuking Satan and he rebuked the wind. So I think that we need to be careful not to assume that every natural problem is an act of God. I don't believe it is. I believe that a majority of all the wrongs in the world are because of Satan, because he loves doing bad things. But his authority to destroy us physically is very common, but God still had a plan, and that plan was to save us. And God wants to save humanity from an absolute separation from himself. So what happened is, is though, even though Satan succeeded in getting temporary power in the world, the prince of darkness himself, the prince of the power of the air, the Bible calls him, he still could not grab the souls of all those Old Testament saints who believed in God. And God restricted Satan from having them. He restricted them because he said to the devil, basically, you can't destroy their souls if they have faith in me, but I will pay later. So the devil technically had a right over them, but God did not punish people like uh, Adam and Eve the way they could have been. Now, they were kicked out of the garden, as you know, and some people say that was a punishment. It was actually a mercy because had they eaten of the tree of life as sinners, they would have lived a cursed life forever and been evil. And that would have been terrible. So God protected them and kicked them out so that they would not eat of the tree of life as a sinner. I do believe someday Adam and Eve will eat of the tree of life. I do believe that they will be provided for because God provided for them and us too. 
the great news here is that here's what God tells the devil. Of course, he says to the devil, because you have done this, now he's talking to the serpent, but remember the serpent at that time had legs and also Adam and Eve, they had, Eve especially had no idea whether other creatures talked or didn't talk. So she wasn't surprised when this creature is talking to her and and it was the devil speaking through the, the, the serpent. But God says to the serpent, and he's speaking to the devil here, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And that's where snakes lost their legs. And I will put enmity, he says in verse 15 of chapter three. Enmity is a fear, a hatred, and a conflict. Enmity is a a strong dislike. And I have found that many of you, ladies, hate snakes. Did you know that? I know for a fact some of them. One of them's in the back back there. She really hates snakes. She had one go after her. She fell down, Miss Patricia did. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Now that is a strange phrase because throughout the Bible, the seed of Abraham and, and, and on down, it was always the male, always masculine. And yet God said, something strange about Eve, that there would be enmity between her seed and you and your seed. That tells me that God foresaw a day when there would be a man born without an earthly father and that man will be born of a woman and it will be a miracle. And that miracle birth was Jesus. And and we have the Christmas story because of him. And we also know that what he was going to do is that you would bruise his heel. So he would be wounded. Jesus was wounded. We all know that. But that he shall bruise or crush your head. Now, I don't know about you, but I once hurt my heel. And to this day, I have to have a special uh, uh, device to put in my shoe. It's uh, it's like a support thing because I hurt my plantar fascia uh, ligament. That's a very hard injury because it hurts, and so I have to have a special insert in my shoe. Uh, and that's a hassle and it's a pain, but it is not. You know, I can live with that. But I would much rather have that injury than have my head crushed. Okay, and that's what we see here is that God predicted that there would be a day when this person, the seed of the woman, is going to be the one who crushes the head of the serpent. And I believe that man was Jesus Christ himself, the Lord. And I also believe, because I do believe a lot of people tell a lot of jokes about Adam and Eve, and wrongly so, because they like to say, well, if it hadn't been for that woman, we wouldn't be in this mess which you can easily say the same about the man, I, I assure you. Uh, the fact is, the Bible says it was Adam's sin that gave us this problem that we have. He had the ability to do something about it, and he didn't do anything about it. And, and also, Satan gets the revenge back at him. Because remember what I said about Satan. He wants to be high and lifted up. 
He wants to be higher than God and he wants to destroy you and me as, as made in the image of God. He wants to hurt us as human beings. And when he does so, he thinks he's done something. But who did he go after first in the garden? He goes after the woman. And yet God said, you know what? I'm gonna get you back, Satan, because there's gonna be a day when a woman and not a man, there's not gonna be any man involved. There's gonna be a woman who's gonna be the mother of, of the person who's going to take revenge on you. And that is, of course, Jesus. And that mother, of course, is Mary, the mother of Jesus. So while Satan tried to use and target a woman to curse us all, it was God who used a woman to be the fountain of blessing for us all. Don't you think God has a special place in his heart for mothers? Don't you think that mothers are important? They're very important. Jesus cared about his mother, even on the cross. He wanted his mother to be taken care of by John, and he wanted her to make sure she was secure when he was away. Uh, mothers are dear and precious to us, and God has a special place. I like how, even though we read all these sad things that happened in the Garden of Eden, Adam calls her Eve, which means life. And, and that's a beautiful name, isn't it? Eve. And we get the name of evening from it because just like a mother, when we're born, we don't have any light in the womb. But when we are born, we get the light of the world. And so just like life, the evening is, is dark until the day breaks forth and gives birth to from the darkness into light. And that's why we call it evening, and that's why life is the name of Eve. We have a positive thing here. Satan tried to destroy us, but God gave good news to Eve and to us, and God had a plan all along. And that plan was to take... Uh, a young man or a, a person named Jesus Christ and become a man himself. And when God became a man, let me tell you what he did for us. He didn't fight the devil just as God. That would not even have been a contest. Do you think God and the devil is even close to being a contest? It isn't. But God said the only way Adam can be saved is if another man saves him. And if a man created this problem, a man has to get them out of the problem. But in thousands of years of history, not a one of us, except for one that we're gonna talk about, but none of the rest of us have been able to defeat those same sins. Some of us think, oh, we could have done it. No, how successful have you been? Have you been successful in defeating the lust of the eyes? the lust of the flesh, the pride of life? Have you never given in at some point in your life? I guarantee you, you probably do it every day. So we're all failures, but there's one who isn't. And his name is Jesus and he is our Lord. And he lived as a man and he perfectly lived. He did not give in to any of those sins. The Bible says he was tempted in all ways like we are, yet without sin. When he was tempted by the devil, what did the devil tempt him with? 
he wanted to, he was hungry. He had been going without food for 40 days. And he says, turn this stone to bread. That's a pretty good physical temptation. I couldn't have survived that. I would have said, I have the ability to get bread out of the rock. I'll do it. But he didn't. He also was tempted to uh, be a person who could make a big show for everybody to see how great he was by jumping off the temple and, and surviving it. But he didn't do that because he didn't want to give in to the lust of the eyes. So he didn't give in to the lust of the flesh. He didn't give in to the lust of the eyes. And then the devil took him up to a high mountain and said, you see all the world, all these kingdoms, all you got to do is to bow down to me and I'll give you all the rule of every one of these kingdoms if you just worship me. The pride of life, that's a lot of power to, to be given. I don't know anyone else has been tempted that much because nobody else has come close to ruling the world. Jesus said no to that too by quoting the scriptures again against the devil. So Jesus defeated Satan as a human being. He did not sin. Now, God said, in the day you eat thereof, you will surely die. And Adam and Eve did die. They died immediately in their spirit. They died progressively in their souls. And ultimately, they died in their flesh, even though Adam lived a very long life. But I tell you what, 900 years is, is a far cry from eternity. So we know that Jesus, he didn't sin, but he died. Some of you might say, it's not fair <laughs> that I'm born into a world where I, uh, I, can't, I, I don't have a choice as to whether it's a sinful world or not. It's not fair. I can't help it. Maybe that's somewhat true. But guess what? Is it fair that Jesus died on the cross? He didn't sin at all. He had no sins, and yet he died. And the fundamental rules of the constitution of the universe were shaken when Jesus died. And when they killed him on that cross, there was no choice that God had but to give that life back to the Lord. And God gave back the life of Jesus to him and did a favor for the Lord. Uh, don't you think that that Jesus deserved a big favor for what he did? He sure did. And that favor was everyone who believes in him gets to be saved. Every one of us. We are going to heaven if we have our faith in Jesus who died for us. <laughs> we owe him everything. And Jesus did it as a man. He did it as a man and defeated Satan despite all the resources that Satan has to throw against him. God had a plan way back in the Garden of Eden, and mothers were key to his plan. Had there not been godly mothers throughout the Old Testament who had been faithful to God, they perhaps would not have been able to have uh, Mary being born into this world. But God protected those mothers and protected and provided Mary to be the mother of Jesus, to fulfill the scriptures that were given here today. And what a joy it is to know the Lord has a special place in his heart for mothers. And throughout the scripture, in the story of Jesus, what's it say? Who were the first ones to go to the tombs? It was mothers, mothers who were there to take care of the body. And those women were the first to see 
the Lord raised from the dead. I hope today that the Lord has used this message to inspire you mothers, because you have a very important role. Uh, you have a blessing in your heart and a blessing in the world by being a mother. Pray for your children, live for the Lord, because he lives for you and he died for you. And he wants us all to celebrate the life that God himself gives. And I pray for a special blessing on all of you mothers today because I want you all to be blessed and I want you to be joyful. And I want you to know that, think about a mother who I mentioned, Mary. She had a great privilege, the best child you could ever have. But can you imagine what it felt like when she saw her son die on that cross? It had to be hard. It had to be really hard on that poor woman. But God provided Mary for Jesus so that God would provide Jesus for us all. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, you said in your word, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who are my sisters? And you said that anyone who does the will of God, the same as my mother, my brother, and my sister. Lord, we are not connected to you by blood kin. We're connected to you by faith. And I thank you for letting us be a part of your family. Please bless the mothers who are here and please give us the thankfulness that we need for what you did for us in providing for Adam and Eve and also providing for our salvation through the awesome sacrifice that you went through on the cross. And now, Lord, I pray for you to bless us and bless the mothers in this room in a special way. God, thank you for them all. In Jesus' name, amen.